0: Welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silbert Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, which is also the campus of Nicolay Bible Institute. If you're looking for something to do in your college age, whether you're just out of high school or even in the you know that young adult stage, and you're looking for um, kind of a way to grow in your walk with God uh, to give you a solid foundation, uh, I would encourage you to check out Nicolet Bible Institute. It's a one-year Bible college slash service year. And the reason I say slash service here is because it's more than just a, a one-year Bible college. Yes, you take classes and there's a, an educational component to it, but then you also have an opportunity to serve within the context of camping ministry at, here at Silver Tranch. And it really challenges you to, to grow and establish your relationship with God in a, in a way that uh, is very practical and real and gets you set up to then head into life uh, with whatever pathway you want to go, if you want to go and into the workforce in whatever you want, it doesn't have to be ministry, it could be anything, but it just gives you that solid biblical foundation um and so I encourage you to check out nicolalay dot org and uh and come you know and hang out I, with I, us. I
1: think any parent that's listening should be encouraging their son or daughter to to invest a year of their life in something like m b i yeah, just because of the fact that it's amazing thing that that we know that servanthood is at the top of the list of what God has us do. Yeah. We're, we're servants. But where do we learn that? Mm-hmm. The Nicolet Bible Institute has a, you know, really a two-pronged effort. We're going to teach the Bible. We're going to teach in a way that's relevant, and then we're going to give young people an opportunity to learn how to use it in their life. I love my spring semester right now. I'm one of the teachers, and and, and all I teach is, Christ- it's called Christian Life and Ethics. Yeah. It's basically, okay, here's, what we do with the doctrine Mm -hmm. here's how we live it yeah and challenge them to do it and then we're in an environment where we can see that worked out so that's kind of kind of a fun thing to do
0: and you know dave you thinking through it like growing up like i grew up at the same church as you but there's a a huge culture of service and i think in our culture nowadays like people don't just serve anymore and i think there's the component of you know we used to use the phrase die to yourself back yep. in the day and I don't know if, if that phrase is still used within the context of our relationship with God or not but I I do think especially in light of our culture that we need to learn how to die to ourselves again we do because oftentimes we just give in to what feels good right um and I think we don't necessarily err to the side of serving others but I think the more you do it the more you realize the way that God has designed us is there's actually more satisfaction yeah which is cool
1: you know, I, I I've said for years, and and again, I'm I'm not trying to get a weird doctrine going or anything, but I said for years that our culture has been set up to learn how to be served. Mm. So when I go to a restaurant, I, I'm acting like a you know, the bourgeoisie here or something. You know, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going and I want I want people to come and serve me. If they don't serve me right, they're getting it back. Yeah, you know it's it, and so from a young age, some kids are watching that. It's like, you need to serve me. Mm-hmm. And your tip's going to be dependent on it, all that kind of stuff. And, and lately, I forget who I was. I was browsing through some social media site. And while I was doing that, I was amazed at how many people were beating each other up. Mm-hmm. And almost all of it were in fast food restaurants that I saw, where somebody ordered yeah. something that wasn't right, and they punched a guy. Wow. And I'm thinking, where are we going as a society? First of all, why is this on social media? Secondly, what is the deal here? Right. Wh- wh- really, they serve you wrong. They serve you wrong.
0: Yeah, mistakes happen. Yeah.
1: The, the, every human being is, is that, a human being, and, and they're going to make mistakes. I've, I used to talk to my doctor about that all the time. I said, it stinks that you got to make mistakes. Yeah. I hope you make a minor one. You know <laughs> right, yeah, you know, because a major mistake <clears throat> by a medical person, but for us to pretend that somebody will never make a mistake, that's absolutely ludicrous,, mm-hmm. and so we live in a world where you know we're if you're serving me, I'm demanding perfection, yeah, or I get upset, and I think that's very dangerous in life, that's not even realistic, so uh, places like mbi i think are extremely valuable where we get to learn to die to ourselves and serve people and
0: absolutely and you don't
1: punch people out when
0: no <laughs> no you
1: don't do that that's no uh, that's not how we respond i was looking at you know i love looking at challenges that are coming up because as a teacher one of the things we want to do is look at what the difficulties are in the world in which these young people are growing and that they're going to face maybe 10 years from now yeah because if we're doing our job as teachers then we're looking to try and set the foundation so that no matter what happens, they're able to go through it and be successful at mm-hmm. it. Uh, the, the bottom line I would tell everyone is the only foundation you actually need is to know God. You, yeah. You need to get in the Bible, know what he says, and then uh, adjust your life according to what he says. And no matter what the world does in the future, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there are some times where we're, we're told to be, you know, shrewd as serpents kind of thing where we, we need to look at what's going on and say, we need to minimize this effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to the students just yesterday about how much of their life is, uh, is pretend and yeah. not real.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: And a lot of it is pretend. So, um, their friendships online, their the the movies they watch uh, those are all scripted Mm -hmm. and and that scripting is becoming their reality yeah absolutely so reality is fuzzy because it's scripted yeah and and i'm thinking so i was asking what do you do about this i mean what in the world are you going to do about a world in which you live in where almost everything's being scripted Mm -hmm. and, and you don't even know it's real anymore and and You are beginning to script things. I mean, you're you're beginning to put things together and portray things a way that you want people to see, but you don't even believe it's that way yourself.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they inherently take the expectations of the make-believe and try to apply it to the real world. Right. But that's not how it works. Right. But that's the reality that they want to live. Yep. And
1: I was talking to him about that and and online, and they were talking about influencers. I said, I don't know any influencers. And they said, well, you're an influencer. I said, I'm not. Don't give me that title. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, well, you're influencing us. And I go, well, that's different. Well, maybe not. Maybe influencers have always been important because there's always been an example. The apostle Paul was an example. He was an influencer. So maybe, again, it's a term that Satan has taken and put it in a a bad realm, when, when in reality, that's what we should be. Yeah. You know, we should be influencing the next generation to know Christ and to make him known somehow. And and so maybe we need to be influencers. Uh, I just don't know what that means. It's exactly. probably a
0: term change. I mean, what, Paul used ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe it's just an updated term.
1: Yep. Anyway, that's kind of interesting as you look at it. I was reading an article uh, with that in mind uh, uh, from the World Economic Forum annual meeting. I know that everybody— Oh, well, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, and everybody probably reads that, so. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> But the the World Economic Forum. It was January thirteenth. The article was a part. Of, it was just a part of the World Economic Forum annual meeting, and um, they said there were three major risks that they saw the world facing right now. Okay, that need addressing because they're major risks. Now this is not said by a Bible school, a seminary. This is this is just a bunch of secular people in the uh, World Economic Forum. They're getting together and they're saying man, these things are dangerous.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I always find it interesting when people who are in a secular situation look at something and say it's dangerous. Yeah. And believers don't even see it Mm -hmm. sometimes. So let me tell you, let's talk about those three things. The first one is, the greatest danger they see for the future of mankind and the future of countries is misinformation and disinformation. Okay. That's it. And let me read their their thing to you. Mm -hmm. They said... Manipulated and falsified information is now the most severe short-term risk the world faces, according to the Global Risk Report of 2024. Over the next two years, misinformation and disinformation will present one of the biggest ever challenges to the democratic process. Almost 3 billion people are due to take part in elections across the world. Voters in Bangladesh, India, Indonesia, Mexico, Pakistan, The United Kingdom and the United States are due to vote. Misinformation and disinformation may radically disrupt electoral processes in several economies, the report says. This disruption, according to the report, could trigger civil unrest and confrontation. It will also lead to growing distrust of media and government sources. Misinformation and disinformation will also deepen Polarized views in society where political opinion is already entrenched. Mm. The risk presented by misinformation and disinformation is magnified by the widespread adoption of generative AI to produce what is known as synthetic content. This ranges from deep fake videos, voice cloning and the production of counterfeit websites. Regulators are acting to create new laws to control the misuse of AI, but the speed of technology is advancing is likely to outpace the regulatory process. So that is their report on what they think is the most dangerous thing that's going on in our world today and, and, and how it will adversely affect. So as I read that, what are your thoughts?
0: I, I would I would agree with them. You know, I mean, looking at the way that our, our world has progressed, I mean, even with, uh, with AI becoming more readily available for people to use, y- you look at the media and I think all of us already have a sense when we when we read something, I, at least I hope, or see something on the news, it's like, all right, h- how much of this is actually true? And right. that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid, you'd be able to turn on the news and it was factual. Right. Now, you say the news is factual and I, I would laugh. Yep. You know, but I don't know if anybody, like, if all people understand that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what, it, for me years ago, it wasn't as much AI or anything else, it was when newscasters started to be entertainment and drama people, yeah, it was like I think you have to add something here to make this more dramatic than it actually is. I think you have to get a right camera angle and you have to do a oh totally you know it's like it's like they'll show a storm in uh, Alabama or something yeah and they show this one house and it's just devastated yep now you and I have been through tornadoes and other things here you can choose what picture you want to send oh absolutely. And and there's a house next to the house that got destroyed. That's fine, mm-hmm. because that's how tornadoes work. Yep, it could be that a whole neighborhood is. But but that isn't, you know. There's no news story in coming to people and saying, you know, the Jones family is fine after a storm. They're happy. They're having dinner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone's gone. That's not news. No no, it isn't. Right. But let's get dram- dramatic about this, and I'm not saying that the one house that got destroyed isn't a bad thing or whatever it might be, but there are billions of houses, it seems, in the United States of America, and to focus on one in a storm, all of a sudden you got everybody worrying about a storm that comes through, and the likelihood of that storm hitting their house percentage-wise is pretty slow.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, even, even the way that they talk about storms and how they name them. Right. Never once growing up did I ever hear of a bomb cyclone. Right. Like, what in the world is
1: that? Or, or an Arctic blast. Yeah. It's it, like... The, you know, the, the weatherman used to call it cold. Yeah. It's Arctic blast? Like
0: That sounds like the the name of a, a slushie from the gas station.
1: Yeah. And whenever they say Arctic blast, you know, the, then the next report is about global warming. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? There, there's total confusion that goes on oh, at times. It's insane. Because of the drama and, and the trying to get ratings. Yeah. Uh, the thing that we all have to understand is on any any media whatever it is. They need people to view it to make money. Yeah, They're more interested in how to get your eyes on it than telling you the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Because the truth oftentimes is not that dramatic. It's, it's oftentimes, I mean, if you were to make a movie about my family life, my wife and I would be like, and Dave worked today till five, and then he went home and had supper, and then he read the paper, and then he sat in a chair and, and read a book, and th- and then he turned on maybe the Packer game. I had to throw that in there.
0: <laughs> a- and
1: then uh, and then he went to sleep. I uh, hope you're enjoying this story. Uh, w- tomorrow we're going to have a repeat. You know, and it's like, yeah. I don't want to watch that story anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty boring. Gee, you know, regular life, real life is something that um, – it's not overly dramatic in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I was talking to the students yesterday and thinking, all right, how do we battle this?
0: Yeah. How
1: do we how do we battle the idea of misinformation,
0: disinformation? You know, I think we have to train ourselves. I I feel like we don't even train ourselves to, like, we just take it at face value. Like, whether we see something on social media, if we read an article, like, it's almost as if it's like, oh, this is an article. It's got to be legit. Right. You know, I remember, like even in high school, when we had to like write research papers. You know, there was things that we were allowed to use because it was viewed as like, okay, this is a legitimate source. Right. Then there was other sources, and one of the ones that that all of us in high school wish we were able to use at the time was Wikipedia. Yeah. But they're like, no, you can't trust Wikipedia. Fast forward now thirty years, you know, or however long it's been since I've been in high school, it's like, man. I almost trust Wikipedia more than I do in a lot of other articles because right. I don't know who Joe Schmoe is out on the street. Right. You know, And that's the hard thing is how do we dra- train the current world to know, like, all right, h- where are they getting their information from? Right. Because we're so used to seeing something and reacting right away. Right. And that's, that's I think, what they're warning of, you know, especially being in the political climate of an election year. There's going to be so much stuff thrown back and forth that that is mistruth or misinformation disinformation i can't remember the words he used
1: and misinformation and and disinformation yeah
0: and how is the average person watching or listening to that good to know how to filter right or have we come so far that they're just going to take what they want and how they feel at face value and say well i feel this way so that one has to be true
1: right well, you know what? I, w- I would encourage people. It, you, you can't change the whole world, but in your world, you can change things. Absolutely. You can do things differently. Um, if, I'll give you an example. You know, we, my wife, as you know, if you listen to this, has gone through cancer. And one of the things we've learned is to go to various doctors. Yeah. Not just one, but go to several. Why? Because they all see it a little different. They're all educated. Let, let's get the best treatment, but let's get it from a couple different angles so that we can see it and, and make a decision based on, Something other than – the internet, by the way, doesn't work when you're trying to diagnose cancer and that kind of thing. It it just doesn't. Right. Because there's too many opinions. people (laughs) saying just eat frogs the rest of your life and and all frogs (laughs) will cause you to never have cancer again. Yeah. I would say the
0: internet doesn't help diagnose a lot of things. No. I feel like any time you type in your symptoms, it's like – you're dying. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's like I, always worst case I asked, scenario. I
1: asked the doctor once how much he likes the internet, and he just smiled and looked at me. It's like, you know what? Everybody comes in. They advertised for medicines for all these things. Yeah. And it's like people are going in, can, can I have this medicine, please? Oh, yeah. For For what?
0: <laughs> what do you need it for? We haven't even diagnosed I saw you the with ad- that. I saw the ad on TV, yeah, though, and, and I fit and, it.
1: And I think I would feel better if I had that.
0: Which, if Yeah, and I would say, man, do you listen to the fine print that they spew out at it, the end? Anyways, that's a different yeah. story, but, but anyway. Yeah. It,
1: the whole idea is you need to have something in your mind where you understand, I have to go to multiple sources, just like you did years ago for a paper.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: It's the same thing today. You go to multiple sources of people who know what they're talking about, and mm. Uh, oftentimes when I tell a young person who's struggling with like relationships and think about getting married and they, they're saying, you know, what do I need to know? I, I usually tell them find an older couple who love God. They've been together more than 30 years or so and go talk to them and go watch them. Mm-hmm. Well, I no, I need education. That's what I'm talking about. Go watch somebody who has actually lived through a few things and they actually love each other and are committed to each other and they're doing it the right way and ask them a few questions. Yeah, Don't go to the internet. Don't don't go to Dear Abby. You know what I mean? Don't do those things. Go, go find somebody. One of the things that we talked about in class yesterday with the students was very simple. Get used to the idea of looking at each other mm-hmm. and talking. Yeah. Get used to that idea. Not online, not in social media, just put that stuff away and look at each other. Look at each. Do you realize how much you communicate with just your your eyebrows, your 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 facial expressions, your hands? Look at each other and talk. Get in the habit of making a priority face-to-face communication. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. I think yep. I can't change the whole world, but I can make face-to-face. You know. I even said, you know, you're you're humans. You're meant to be looking at each other. You're meant to touch. You're meant to touch. Yeah. So healthy touch. You know, go ahead and give somebody a a healthy hug. Yeah. Go ahead and do that. Why? Because you're meant to. So what you do to battle some of this, I think, is be human. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't human. Yeah. So be human as much as you can. Talk to people. Be a part of their life. Read the Bible. Talk about what you're thinking talk to individuals, so I I think that's one thing. The other thing I encourage them to do. I I went back and I know I probably shouldn't reminisce like this too much, but I <laughs> went back and said, you know, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, when when I was a kid, really, and we were up here in the summers at Silver Birch Ranch, there were no. um We didn't have radios even. No. We didn't have television. We didn't have radios. We didn't have phones. So you would work, and then it, if you had several hours, uh, you know, of time where you weren't working, it's like now what?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you got together with your friends, and you created memories. Yeah, you figured out something. And to do. and we did. And so I spent about half the class yesterday talking about what we did up here, and what my brother and I used to do at home in Chicago, and and the kids were like, really? It's mm-hmm. like you have watched other people have life, but you don't have life.
0: And that's the crazy thing, is is we, we've trained a generation to to want to experience life through the lens of... Somebody else. The influencer. Of make-believe. Yeah. Whether it's through the influencer, whether it's, you know, through whatever movie. Because here, here's the reality about influencers. They edit what you want, they want you to see. Right. You know? So I guarantee you that what you see isn't what's normal for them. So
1: tell the world, now, y- you have three boys. Yeah. Um... Do they sit in on their phones all day?
0: They don't have phones.
1: There you go. Now, I heard Dan Betts say something the other day that just struck me that is so true. He said, well, you don't have to worry about your boys. You're always out doing something. Yeah. So that's what I was talking about. I was talking about creating something mm-hmm. that is real life. So, So your sons we'll be able to say, yeah, my dad used to put us on an inner tube and pull us behind a four-wheeler when it's 40 below. Oh, yeah. And we used to go and get snow in our face, and I'd get up and wrestle my brothers and throw them in a horse pasture. You know, okay, you're creating life Mm -hmm. where others are going, did you see the video of the guy that was being pulled when it's 30 below? Yeah. No, it's you're creating the life. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I encourage our students to do. Quit allowing everybody else to create your life for yeah. you, your experiences online, your experiences for th- – make them your experience. Turn those things off.
0: Yeah. Live in your moment, not yeah. somebody else's.
1: Well, truth be told now, we have we have cameras around camp, and I caught some of the students doing something that was very interesting. Oh. You know, not, not overly dangerous, but huh. – uh, they were out, and they were out, and, and I was watching them, and two of the older guys were on um, uh, snowboards, okay. and another guy was pulling them in his vehicle around, oh. you know, just kind of skiing behind the car. Yeah. Now, I told him, I said, the first thing I did was smile. You know, I thought, <laughs> <laughs> okay, boys, don't do anything that'll hurt you, please. Yeah. But then I, I never stopped them. Yeah. Now, people are saying, okay, scratch that MBI thing off my list, you know, it's like, no, they they really, honestly, at my age, I would stop something dangerous. But I was watching them, and it was very simple. It was done. They're college-age kids, and they were laughing and creating experiences. And I'm thinking, you could either be on YouTube now or you could be doing this. Yeah. I'd much rather have you do this. Yep. And 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 put limits on it so that you're not going to kill yourself. That That's kind of important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same point, I think we've gotten so insurance crazy, so – Safety-minded in some respects, we don't let people do anything anymore, and they can't even create their own joy, their own fun, right. and do things. Now, if any of the things I'm advocating for doing stupid things where you get hurt, I'm not. Mm-hmm. There, everyone knows that in life there is a line. Yeah. If if you're, I just read another article. I should bring it up that the importance of fun. Oh yeah, in life.
0: Yeah, maybe we could talk about that on. Yeah, a the, the
1: importance of fun, but there's a line. Yeah. And and there's a line where if you cross it, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. The trouble is, we're no longer going up to the line anymore.
0: Right. We're, I know. We're, we're Everyone, wrapping ourselves in bubble wrap.
1: Everyone's listening to me, going, "And you run a camp?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me clarify this. We let people swim. Yeah, we have lifeguards and buddy systems and that kind of thing, but they still need to swim in a lake. We have a, a zip line; they have to wear helmets, and there's people watching over the safety, but we still want them to zip. Yeah, we want them to go and go ah, and, you know, on the way. <laughs> Th- that that's what we want. It, it, that's the fun part. I want
0: to see you go down a zip line and say ah. I, I have already. <laughs> I've
1: done it once. I'm done with it. All right. So we we have a climbing wall. You know, we have horses. We we have all kinds of stuff that people do. There's a line that we try never to cross. Yeah. But you have to be able to create experiences. Absolutely. You have to. Yeah. And, and this generation, get off the couch, put the phones away, put the artificial whatever away,
0: go out and create something. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that's what makes camp camp. Yep. Is because, and especially more so, is young people don't usually do that stuff. And so they come up to camp and we expose them to all this stuff, including, you know, theme nights. If you've ever been to summer at at SBR, we do something called theme nights where we bring our theme to life. And it's like a out of the box where you like live this theme. Right. And they love it. Why? Because we design it in such a way that it's not just something that they watch. They actually are part of it with their friends in their cabins. Right. And that's what they talk about. Why? Because they're doing it together. They're not just watching somebody else do it.
1: Yep. And you know, I mean, I, honestly, we're looking at something here, and I'm thinking, we can't change the three billion people that are taking part in elections. Mm-hmm. But we can start putting the electronics away and, and make it so that it's they less they they lessen their effect on our lives. Yeah. And we start doing the more important things again, relating to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, um, really go out in your backyard. Build a fire, make s'mores. Yeah. Put all the devices down mm-hmm. and go out and make s'mores and then make paper airplanes and try and fly them into the fire. Yeah. Do that kind of stuff. And, and pr- I promise you, you'll be making memories and there'll be laughter and there'll be there'll all kinds of things. Now, you want to learn something, recognize that people are trying to manipulate you. So you got to be wise. Number one, pray. Look in the scriptures for anything you want to know about God. Don't don't listen to that. Somebody doesn't know him, but look into the scriptures. Find the truth because the whole problem that is being outlined here is nobody knows where truth is, mm-hmm. so they can manipulate you because you don't know where it is. And as long as you don't know where it is, yeah, you know. For me again, it's it's let's let's boil it down to the basics. I understand that if I gain too much weight. I'm probably doing something wrong. Yeah, I don't need to go to an expert for that. Mm-hmm. There's like this weird mix of exercise, calories. So I'm going to go back to the basics, and sometimes going back to the basics is what frees you up. Yeah, you know, because now I don't have all these scientific whatever going on. I'm just going. I must be eating too much and exercising too little. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I know what to do on a basic level to correct that. I don't need to have a bunch of other stuff come at me. Mm-hmm. and other people's opinions because if you do want to get other people's opinions uh, just tell them to give you an idea on what you should eat
0: yeah and, oh, I'm and, sure. and
1: that'll happen so yeah. anyway we'll talk more about this in the next program yeah
0: there's a lot out there and i encourage you just to even take a step back and look at the way that you're living on your life and even just observe what you're allowing it influence you and say man do i want this to influence me i mean that's really what it comes down to is it does is you're trusting something Um, and so are you even acknowledging the fact that you're trusting it or is it something that you shouldn't trust? Um, I mean, all of our conversations here, we're we're trying to get you to think, think about the way that, um, God has called you to live your life and how you can do that in our current day. Unfortunately, we always run out of time like we've done today, but I encourage you to go and listen to, um, continue to listen to the show. Check out other podcasts that we do. Head over to silvertranch.org where you can find these and others. Otherwise tune in next time. Uh, this is, uh, Younger and Older with Jason and Dave, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.